for another one of our convos today joining us today is pure ecstasy um you know rising pop artists we'll talk about that um thank you for joining us yeah absolutely thanks for having me okay so first and foremost um i said pop artists because i didn't really know how you kind of put yourself genre-wise label-wise like how would you kind of describe your music um, it, it honestly depends when I'm like talking about certain songs, which is kind of weird. My older stuff is a little bit darker and I used to go by dark pop or yeah. you know, something kind of like that. But now with like bringing in brighter tones, I've been saying more alt pop or indie pop. Um, but I mean, they all kind of live in the same neighborhood, so you can't really go wrong with any of them. Okay. Yeah. It's become, you know, increasingly harder for, uh, a lot of artists these days kind of describe their sound. Yeah. Considering, you know, everything's such a such a mix of everything these days. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into, you know, your new music, new project, everything you've had this year, um, kind of can you kind of tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, so since I was 15, a long, long time ago, um, I, I've been a drummer. I've been working on drums more than half of my life. Um, and that was kind of like the dream for as long as I could remember. And then COVID hit and, you know, I wasn't even living with my drum kit anymore. I was in a little tiny apartment in Jersey City. Like I didn't have my drums with me and I had a guitar and I had a lot of, a lot of stuff to write about at that point, you know. Um, so I just kind of picked up pure ecstasy, uh, gosh, maybe almost two years ago, two years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's still a fairly new journey, but I've been doing this for a while as a drummer. So that's something a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, so <laughs> you were a drummer, were you like playing in bands before you did your solo thing? Yeah, uh, that was my entire life. I've been uh, I've I've been in a lot of different bands, none of which you would probably have heard of. But <laughs> my first like touring band, we were called Car Party, and we got to do like a like a tour with Every Avenue and set it off, and a bunch of those like iconic bands, um, like in the AP era. Mm -hmm. uh, and then more recently, I was in a band called X Nations that did a lot of eighties pop. Um, okay. and if you listen to that, I think a lot of pure ecstasy would make sense. Okay. All right. So, you know, as a drummer, you're kind of like more in the background per se, um, yeah. of the, of the band. So kind of how was that switch to you being, you know, you're the leading person. Oh, it's so weird. It's still so <laughs> weird. Um, my mom saw me for the first time as pure ecstasy back in July. And she even said that was so weird. Um, <laughs> I even said it on stage because it was like people that I grew up with and it's, it's very strange for them to see me up there when they were just happy enough when the singer would move out of the way so they could see me play. Catch a glimpse of you. <laughs> yeah. Like catch a glimpse back there in the dark. <laughs> um, so that's, that's definitely been interesting. That was definitely a safer space, but I missed out on connecting with the crowd and that's been my favorite thing to do so far. 
Um, before I was just, you know, headphones locked in, keeping everything on time. I didn't get to hear the crowd, like everything was, you know, muffled out. So I didn't get to speak with them and feel, you know, that energy between like the performer and the audience. So it's, it's, it hits different. (laughs) I can bet. So you grew up in, um, Kansas city, uh, Baltimore, actually. Baltimore. Yeah. It's. It's kind of a roundabout story. Uh, I'm I'm based in Kansas City now. I've been here for two years. But before that, I was in Baltimore, Maryland. And then a tiny piece in the middle, I was in the New York City area. So just moved. Okay. So how would you say kind of like where you grew up kind of influenced you music-wise? Um. Growing up in Baltimore, when like all of those little church shows started and local bands were kind of becoming a thing was kind of like a golden era there for me. Um, That's kind of what started my like pop punk kind of love like back and way back in the day. Um, So I would say that influenced me a lot because I saw bands like All Time Low go from the church to, you know, arenas. And it's like, whoa, somebody that. I grew up with did that and like watching them kind of like inspired my band to, you know, follow footsteps in a way. Okay. So how would you say like, or who would you say were some of like your biggest um, music influences when you were younger? Mm, um, Silver Sun pickups a lot. Uh, Radiohead. I went through a little, little phase there where I think I was just trying to listen to every little genre and, you know, I had the time back then to research music. So that was really cool. But I'm trying to think of like in like main influences. Metric would be one. Like they've been okay. around ever now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you said you started um, in music when you were 15. That's when you kind of started picking up drumming. Yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of like drew you to that, to the drums in particular, like what made you want to just hop into it? I honestly don't know. I remember I asked my parents for a drum kit when I was five and they avoided that for a very long time. Uh, (laughs) It's just something I've always have been drawn to just music in general. They got me a guitar instead. They got me a Strat with no amp because they didn't want to hear their five year old (laughs) trying to beat around on an instrument. Uh, can't really blame them, you know. No, <laughs> Kids are loud I, I enough already. Don't. I mean, they gave in <laughs> finally at fifteen, and that was that was hard. So, like, you know, you said you've been a music for fifteen, um, which I was going to ask because I was like looking at um, your music as pure ecstasy. I was like, oh, you started relatively recently. Um, yeah. Twenty twenty one was like your first uh, release, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was how was that release? How was the process of like putting out your first kind of solo stuff? It was terrifying. Um, <laughs> up until that point, I had never written a, a song on my own, especially not on a guitar. I, I was used to beats and doing synth and stuff like that. Um, so it's been like a whole different animal. It was it was a lot of learning how to trust myself because I wasn't yeah. sure if it was going to be good enough or if people would like it. I'm like, well, if I like it, maybe other people will. Like, I just need to like follow it and see if it does anything. And then 
it surprisingly started to. So that's just been crazy. So you said you kind of picked up the, you know, you had to pick up the songwriting duties. So kind of how was like your creative process for you when you first started your own um, songwriting from like your own personal perspective and everything? Um, At first, I thought that starting on drums would be the easiest way because it was, you know, comfort and I could build a structure off of that. And that really did not work, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I, I started playing more keyboard and then adding the drums in and kind of building the movement of the song. And then I would just loop it forever and try and come up with lyrics. And that was hard because I hated everything <laughs> for a while. <laughs> like, this is awful. Um, so that part's gotten a little bit easier. Um, now I kind of write everything on my acoustic guitar. Okay. Um, have you felt like your confidence in songwriting and finding your voice has just grown over time? Absolutely. I was, I was scared to sing in front of my wife before, like, <laughs> uh, cause she's such a critic. She'll, she'll be like, Oh, you need to do this more. You're try- you sound like you're trying too hard and she'll always have something to say. So yeah, I love you, babe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but it, there, I was like nervous. And then when I got a little bit more confident, she, you know, she noticed and started hyping me up and then, you know, other people started to notice. So it, it kind of starts at home. Um, but yeah, the confidence is definitely growing. <laughs> so is that kind of how you uh, kind of pick your songs? Is Does that like pass, pass the wife test first? Absolutely. If she tells me like her thing lately has been, that sounds like the Home Depot beat. She's like, everything I was playing sounded like the dun, 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 yeah. And that's when I realized maybe I was done writing for a little while and I needed to recharge because everything was coming out as the Home Depot beat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, your first like project that you put out was Nobody's Home, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, can you kind of tell us like what was your process? between like behind putting your first uh, full project together? Yeah, Um, that one started the winter where I was moving from Jersey City to Kansas City. Um, It was the winter and we were back and forth a lot looking at places and I um, pulled out my father-in-law's guitar and I just started writing ghost I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know what chords I was playing. So I like figured out where I liked everything. And then I looked up like the chord sheets or put a tuner on to, to see what I was playing. And I built the song little by little that way. And then translated everything to synth and added a ton of drums and layers and things like that to like give it body. Uh, And that's kind of how everything started on that EP. Um, I was working in a music store and I would like sit there and play keys during the day and like film it. Uh, that's how matches started. So all of those have like weird little, little memories to them because they, they all were like such a, Oh my God, I wrote this thing. Like I pulled this out of the air, listen to this thing I wrote. Cause I'd never done it before. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, I like the project a lot. Um, I think you said Ghost was the first single, right? And I, I mean, I can see the numbers. It looked like it kind of it caught caught a lot of traction for you. Yeah, that was kind of like the beginning of everything. And like a couple of weeks after I put that out, I was asked to play Pride, 
and I was on the main stage and that was terrifying. I never <laughs> sang in front of a crowd before or anything. Um, yeah. So Ghost started all of that. So. Okay. So kind of coming back to some other things, um, I've checked out like your socials and everything. You have like a really good presence on there. And I noticed that you have like really cool merch, really cool like uh, promo and stuff like that. I noticed you had like a crane brewing collab kind of, how did that come about? <laughs> um, I don't know how I thought of that. I, I was drinking a beer and I was like, you know, it would be really cool. Um, talking to my wife, I was like, I should do a beer for when I release new music, like do a collab, like music that you can drink to and vice versa. Like in Kansas city, like it's just breweries everywhere. Like it's yeah. a big thing. And I was like, what better way to get people interested in music than to have alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> Kansas city. Um, that was crazy. We, we sold out of all the beer the night that it released, like all the cans were gone. It oh, was that's a, awesome. I wish I still had some of it. It was like a cinnamon blood orange kind of just like a, like a fruity beer. But yeah, it was like called what hazy blood orange IPA or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, it was good. Yeah, I saw it. Now in the media, I was like, oh, that fucking brilliant. I'm like, why don't <laughs> more people do it? Like, <laughs> and you also um, recently, you also had another big uh, moment in your career. You played uh, Dina Shore. Oh yeah, the Dinah. Um, Dinah Shore. Yeah. It's it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that was a childhood dream come true. Like playing that was crazy. There was an episode of the L word that's like filmed there and it's just been like an iconic thing. So kind of how did um, that come about for you? <laughs> I was feeling brave and I emailed Mariah, the founder of Dinosaur, and I you know, introduced myself and, you know, said I'd love to play. And she said, I have the perfect thing for you. It's called the emerging artist contest. And if you pass their like panel of judges, then you get put into the voting round. And I was lucky and got voted in. Like I won the contest um, and I got to play it and it, it still doesn't feel real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you got our vote for sure. Um, we wanted to help you out there. And then um, kind of how was your experience, you know, performing there? It, it was just crazy. Like I was on the stage and I didn't feel like I was on the stage. It was, I don't know. It was, it, I can't think of another word for it. I keep saying it was crazy, but that's really <laughs> how it felt. Um, everyone was so kind and easy to work with. And Margaritaville was just, they had robes. That was the highlight for us. Robes. Robes. Okay. <laughs> More hotels should do it. I'm just saying. And um, how long, how long was, uh, you know, your stay there? Uh, we were only there for two days, but uh, it was coming off of the end of like a little California tour that I'd, um, I'd played LA and San Diego before. Uh, so we were, we were partied out by the time it was, <laughs> it was uh, we, we actually skipped the last party that we could have gone to and went to the art museum. We're like, let's just chill today before we fly yeah. out. <laughs> so you also have a new EP coming out. Um, I think what three days, the 18th. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, stress. 
It's called um, Shed My Skin. Yeah. First, um, kind of what's like the meaning behind the title? Um, yeah, so it, it meant a lot of things. It was kind of like a growing period for me and um, just shifting the way that I, I, I'm trying to think of what I'm, where I'm going to lead so I don't run off on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really like growth and trying to be better for yourself than being better for someone else. So okay. in the course, you're going to hear like, I shed my skin for you. And you're going to think it's about a significant other or something like that. But it's actually about a conversation with yourself about being better and showing up more for yourself. Okay, that's cool. Um, you've released, I think, what, two, three singles from that already? Yeah. So it's really just this last song, but I wanted I wanted to do it big. This is like my favorite song I've ever written, I think. Okay. And that's that's gonna come out um on the day of the release. Yep. Yeah, it'll be out this Friday. Okay. So I kind of um like you said, it's, it's also about growth. So how have yours has your music, your creative process has grown over, you know, the past year or so since you first started putting out stuff? I think confidence has been the biggest thing, honestly, just trying to push myself a little bit further out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm very comfortable in like low kind of like softer registers. And I actually wanted to like push myself um, and add more dynamic. And I think has been another big thing, a lot more dynamic, uh, getting comfortable in guitar. Um, all of that has just, I think, shifted my songwriting for the better. Okay, cool. And how's the response been to the songs you've put out so far? Surprisingly good. <laughs> uh, it's like I don't want to jinx it, but I, I haven't gotten any any hate on it yet. And um, pretty decent opportunities keep happening. And it, that that's the reassurance. Like, okay, what you're doing doesn't suck. People are, they get what you're trying to do. So just keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And, and that's, that's all I can do. Well, we're definitely um, excited to hear uh, the full thing when it comes out this Friday. Um, you've had a busy, busy year, <laughs> 2022. Bit. So do you have any future goals, um, any expectations for 2023? Um, well, I've already booked a couple East Coast things for next year already. So that will be announced soon. Um, I'm really hoping to do more shows next year, um, especially in mid America. I I'm like centralized right here. I need to do like Chicago and Austin yeah. and stuff like that. So just, just kind of expanding a little bit more show wise. Okay. And, um, anything else you, you want to talk about any upcoming, you know, music outside of shed my skin, um, just, just working. Yeah. Just, I mean, honestly, right now it's just, I started a new job, like my day job kind of thing. So I've just been kind of getting readjusted. Um, it's weird having like a creative job during the day now because I get like kind of drained at night. So I'm trying yeah. to learn that balance and, and know when I'm pushing myself to write or if I'm actually in, a creative space. So inspired. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I've just been kind of just chilling on shed my skin for now. Um, working on how, how I'm going to play that stuff live next year has kind of been my focus. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, you know, talking about your journey to this point. Um, congrats on the music and your big year you've had so far. Um, you know, hopefully get to hear more of you in the future and maybe get to speak to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. Catch you guys next time.